This is Beyond Your Limits with Rob Dubois. The podcast that helps you destroy self-limiting beliefs, unchain your potential, and create the meaningful life you were made for. And now here's your host, Navy SEAL founder of Impact Actual and the Impact Unchained course, Rob Dubois. I started barefoot running when I read a book called Born to Run by Chris McDougall. And he talks a lot about the basic anatomy of human beings and how we as animals evolved, or if you prefer created, were created to to run better than any other animal, basically. So cheetahs run faster, kangaroos hop farther, and other animals can run a long-ass way. But we do it in a, in a unique way based on having so many bones in our feet, etc. The reason I'm talking about this is because my body and your body is perfectly designed. I, I hate the term, for example, clothes make the man. I've heard that all my life, and I have a strong opinion about it. My opinion is that clothes don't make the man, clothes cover the man, and a man makes the man, yeah, or the person makes the person. If you choose to grow yourself and evolve yourself, you don't have to cover it up and hide it. Um, I think it probably comes from an old day when probably some old white guys with paunches back in London who were just sitting around smoking their pipes in the gentleman's club and saying, you know, you look really good today, Fred, and so do you, William. Speaking of one, we'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> just a name that came to mind. So, so naked is a theme that has been a big part of my life, all my life. Because Not because I like to run around naked in town. I, I got arrested both times, so I stopped doing that. But being naked, being true, being frank, being authentic, being yourself, genuinely exposed, open, that's the most honest way to live. And we have a team name for that. The Within the platoon spaces, we'll talk about this in future shows, but... I remember one distinct day, I had uh, our platoon boss was doing paperwork at the desk with his uniform on. One guy was checking out the mirror, looking at his suit and tying his tie so he can go to a job interview as he gets close to retirement. A couple of guys just sitting around cleaning weapons or boots or whatever was going on in, in casual clothes, civvies. And two dudes were literally fighting on the floor because that happens in the platoon space. What happens in the hut doesn't, you know, stays in the hut kind of thing. We're called nature boys because seals are clothing optional as a, as a as a culture. Basically, we're you know we go in and out of the water. Gears going on, gears going off. We put on a rubber to go in the cold water, etc. Two dudes were fighting one time. One of them had just had a vasectomy the day before. Now this is about play stupid games, win stupid prizes. In that case, I don't recommend it. But he was still wearing his jock strap and nothing else. <laughs> he was trying to dominate this other dude because he was so full of ego. A fun story. We'll unpack that another time. But what I'm pointing out here is that this whole idea about being exposed, being open, being being true to yourself is something that we have lost sight of in this culture that covers itself and does temporary little Instagram influencer photos uh, in, in that perfect moment in time when you know, I'm speaking every Instagram influencer here, you know that 99.7% of the time you don't look like that. So back to the naked, back to the barefoot running. I actually uh, talked to my baby girl one time, my precious daughter Effie, and I was, I, was, I was really into the barefoot running, always have been. Of course, living in Hawaii was conducive to that especially. Just got to watch out for the thorns on the, on the west side because it gets dry. But I said, baby girl, you got to come out with me. This is amazing. Barefoot running is so much fun. And she said, and I quote from the mouth of a 12 or 13-year-old girl, Dad, girls can't have hobbit feet, which was priceless insights from my teen, my preteen. Uh, and I agree with her. I mean, you know, I, I respect that everybody's got to have, uh, you know, their, 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 their soft feet if they want that for their own lifestyle. But 
the reason we're focusing on this as far as this topic being the theme of the day for naked, for barefooting, for, for being honest and authentic is because we're talking about an important task today. And we talked last week about observe your arena, understand what's going on in the arena around you in the environment. This week, it's all about orienting your options. We've figured out what's going on. If you're in the plane, you know where the, where the ground is. You know where the enemy birds are as best you can, like uh, we talked about yesterday, with, last time with Patrick. In this case, we're talking about now you've got the ground truth. You know exactly what's going on. As a SEAL, my uh, observe is all about knowing where the gunfire is coming from and where's a good place to not get it by gunfire. That's an important data point. So... We're talking about observing your arena and orienting your options, and my guest this week is a fellow SEAL, I'm so glad to have him on, who knows a lot about orienting to options because he's lived a lifestyle from before the teams, through the teams, and after the teams that we're going to be talking about today. It is a lot about naked, I'll get back to that point, I'll actually tell you why I talked about the word William being a funny name, funny funny that I thought of it in my example. So let's dive right into it. As we go into orienting your options, let me introduce William Branham, founder and CEO of Naked Warrior Recovery, a CBD company focused on the recovery of vets and first responders. He's a retired Navy SEAL with 26 years of service, served on both traditional SEAL teams, taught as a SEAL sniper instructor, and served on teams that specialize in undersea operations, whose missions must be approved by the President of the United States. He led major combat operations, ranging from protecting the interim Iraqi elected officials to direct action missions in Baghdad and across Anbar province. And if you know anything about the war on terror and uh, OIF, know that Anbar was the spiciest place to be. I talked about that in a previous episode in my work with the, with the Marines in Fallujah. After retiring from the military in 18, he retired. He was suffering from physical and psychological symptoms that, that negatively impacted his well-being and quality of life. Migraines, severe anxiety, chronic pains, difficulty focusing, difficulty sleeping and falling asleep, and depression are some of the symptoms I struggle with on a daily basis. Like so many others, he used alcohol and prescription drugs to mask the symptoms he had. Then he discovered CBD and it changed his life. It had such an impact that he started Naked Warrior Recovery to bring the highest quality products to the market and teach the get naked mindset, which we will unpack today. Welcome aboard, brother. Thanks for having me. You know, when you started that whole intro, you just started rolling, and I was like, I need to orient myself to whatever the hell he's talking about. I didn't know <laughs> exactly. if we were talking yet. You just started rolling with barefoot running, and I was like, where are we going? Have we started? That's how I do. And listen, and listen, and listen, and, and you did an amazing job you transitioning the arena. from one thing, from barefoot running to, to a couple of dudes rolling around naked in a platoon hut. I was like, wow, that was amazing. That's a All skill set that together. I do not have, but I'm going to follow you more <laughs> just so that I can, you know, try to try to get some of that. Yeah. Tied up with a neat little bow. People who read uh, Powerful Peace, my first book, are always shocked to realize that I opened up. The introduction is, uh, yeah, so in, the, in, in my early Navy days at, on military base, the service member female stripped at the club naked, down to nothing. These are sailors, soldiers, and Marines, friends of mine that I work with on a daily basis. And that can, I like to introduce ideas that are going to disrupt a little bit. They're going to shake things up because that was about how we're so you know, hypocritical as a, as a society where we say, you can't talk about a girl's butt in public in, in, in the uniform, UCMJ violation, but you can watch her strip and degrade, you know, degrade her on a Friday night, Saturday night, which was what, that was 1986. A lot, has, a lot has changed. So I like to talk about being naked, and, and you like to talk about being naked, and I don't want to waste any more time. We'll go back and, back and forth a little bit here, but 
the the end of the bio is the most important thing I think to talk about as you're as you're now getting ready to start doing coaching yourself, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the process of launching a coaching business, getting clients, bringing them on board. I've I've been a guest presenter at a few a few different organizations, and they're like, you should start your own coaching business. I've I have a keynote that I give, and we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. And really, it's you know, the message of the keynote is five seal secrets. And the, what I'm going to tell you is really how to get naked. How you think more like a Navy SEAL is to get naked. Right. Well, that makes a lot of sense given the intro, right? And we, people are starting to get the, make the connection. Oh man, I've got a story about that, but we'll hold it for later. So, um, so let's go to this idea about what is the what is get naked, so people can start paying attention now and look at how to get and hold get a hold of you later for keynoting at the end of this this show. How what is get naked? Unpack that for us. So naked is. It, it has many meetings, but the first meeting, and you kind of covered it in the beginning, was it's really about it's taking your ego off and kind of setting into the corner, being exposed, being a little bit vulnerable so you can find some healing. And that was something that I needed to do. You know, being 26 years in the SEAL teams, I never wanted to appear to be weak or insignificant in any way. I never wanted to show vulnerability in the SEAL teams because I was afraid that, you know, my teammates would eat me alive because... That's just not what you do. And I found later on in my career, you know, as I'm like working through whatever issues I'm working through, that I had, there were senior guys that I looked up to, started asking for help. Hey, I need help with this or that or or whatever. And I was like, what? I'm like, I was afraid for their safety kind of, or their moral whatever, because I thought that the team would eat them alive. And they didn't like they are actually respected more because of they showed a little bit vulnerability. And that was like kind of a step in the right direction. Hey, I need help. Like the the amount of courage that it took me to ask for help was like much greater than going into a gunfight. Gunfights are we train for that. We don't train to ask for help. So part of my process and my getting better and to stop drinking myself to sleep at night and turning this noise down in my head was CBD was a modality and, and Ray Care actually gave me my first bottle of CBD. I tried it that night, maybe, it, maybe I slept a little better, maybe I didn't, maybe I was a little less pissed off, but what I noticed over time was that the noise was turned down in my head, which was like all consuming, and I was able to have a little bit better self-talk. And what I say is water boils at 212 degrees. I was probably living at 210 degrees. And over time, I went from like 210 to 205 to 200 to 195, 190, maybe 185. I got out of that red zone where, you know, the smallest little trigger would set me off to like more of like a, the orange zone. And so I just had a longer fuse. And like aches and pains in my body were just less bad, less sharp, less painful. And then I stopped taking it because I ran out and then I had symptoms come back. So I tried a different brand. I had similar results and I was like, maybe there's, maybe there's something to this. I want to be part of the industry. I met someone, you know, the the story goes, I kind of like followed, I was at at a business symposium, actually the one that we were at the empire business summit. And I met a girl in the CBD industry there. And I like followed her and I was like, Hey, you're the CBD girl, right? And she was like, yeah, can you give me a little space over here? And I was like, yeah, I'm interested in CBD. Really, I wanted her to hire me because I was lost. I had no idea really what I was doing. And she was like, well, why don't you start your own CBD company? And I said, I don't know how to do that. And she leaned in and she said, you're a Navy SEAL. You can figure it out. And I was like, oh, man, may I please have my man card back? And she gave it back to me. And then, you know, the rest is history. So from there, I started Naked Warrior Recovery. And, and through that process of, of starting Naked Warrior Recovery, I, I created the acronym NAKED. 
and naked stands for never quit. The N is for never quit. The A is accept failure. The K is to kill mediocrity. The E is expose your fears and the D is to do the work. And I have a whole keynote that I give that represents this, this entire this message of, of get naked. You know, it's about being your authentic self and it's about, you know, really being different than everyone else, being vulnerable also. And our mission at Naked Warrior Recovery is, is 22 to zero because, you know, as I was, you know, we, all the gurus, all the, they're like, okay, you have this business. What's the purpose? What's the mission? What's your mission? And so I looked at myself. I was like, dude, I struggled with a bunch of stuff, transitioned from the military. Like, what the hell do I do in civilian life? And, and as I went through that process, I was like, well, I, like, who are you trying to serve? Who are you trying to help? And that's the whole reason for starting a business is to serve other people. I mean, you want to make some money too, but, you know, pay the bills. But you, you're here to serve other people. Who are you trying to serve? And I looked at, you know, CBD helped me. I'm sure it can help other people that are just like me, other veterans, other first responders. And, and you know, I looked at the statistics in, from the VA, and there's a statistic of 22 uh, veterans take their lives every single day where we've lost more veterans to suicide than we have in 20 years of sustained combat. And so that became our mission. 22, like let's eliminate that 22. So our mission is 22 to zero. And as I was actually, you know, we did that swim across the Hudson River and I was doing a podcast out there with Ray Care was in the room and uh, the guy from the other coffee company, Victory Coffee. Black Rifle? on his name. Nope, Victory Coffee. It's a team guy. I can see his face. I just can't remember his name. But anyway, we were, we were all three like kind of sitting there. It was like an impromptu podcast with some other guy. And then we're like talking about all these things. And then I was like, and oh, by the way, and my dad also killed himself. So my dad is a veteran and he is one of those 22. So that made the mission even more personal to me. So our mission, and again, our mission at Naked Warrior Recovery is, is 22 to zero. And CBD is a, a modality. It's not a cure-all or anything like that, but it's a modality that helped me. It helped a lot of other people. And then the get naked mindset is the other piece of it. You know, you have to change the way that you think about things and you think about the world. And with that, I'll pass it back over to you. It, uh, well, I thank you. You, uh, what do you, what's that say that in Congress? I, I yield. <laughs> I yield. Hey, that's a great word though, because what you just talked about is being a, an insecure self-conscious new guy, right? I was that. I think every new guy was that. If you're not insecure and self-conscious as a new guy at a SEAL team where they will eat you alive, you're not oh, paying yes. attention. <laughs> that's, a, that's a natural oh, yes. state to go through as the new guy. You have to be afraid for a year because horrible things happen to those who don't, don't uh, keep their head on a swivel. But to talk about yielding, to talk about vulnerability, this is the emotional resilience. I mean, we live for it. Impact Actual is all about the whole person body, mind, heart, and soul. There's so many intersections I'm hearing from just in your story and what I know about you so far. And like you said, we met at Bedros as a building, uh, Empire Builder. Amy introduced me to Empire Builder and Bedros and Ket and Ray and you. And, and I'm going to tell you that we actually met sooner because I started in class 205. No, I did not know that. Yeah, I did not yeah. know that. I, I, there was yeah. like 140 of us then, right? 140 yeah. whatever it was in the start. Yeah. No shit. So you went to 206. Yeah, I started in 205, but I didn't graduate uh -huh. until 208. Yeah, I went to 206. So I got hurt in 205. And then I broke my ankle like in the, the PTR, yep. like yep. two weeks before we, we kick off. I broke my ankle, healed up, started 206. And then something happened to my knee. I don't know what happened. And they rolled me. Actually, they were going to kick me out. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was like, like crying because I have this whole story about getting two buds. Yeah. When I joined the Navy, I failed the screening test when I first took it in boot camp. And then I went to A school. I was a gunner's mate. 
Uh, and then I was like, I don't want to get up early and go take the SEAL screening test in the winter of, you know, Chicago winter. That sucks. And I got towards the end of A school and they were like, oh, there's a C school over here. So I became a, a vertical VLS, a vertical launching technician. So it's a missile launcher for Tomahawk missiles. And so I was like, I'll go to that school for four more months and then I'll go to Bud's. I'll get in better shape, blah, 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 in Virginia Beach in the springtime. Awesome. Well, what I didn't know is when I took that school, because I took those orders, I had 24 months of obligated service to the fleet. Obliserve, exactly. Obliserve is our enemy. So I went to the fleet in Yokosuka, Japan, went to that my little ship. I served my time, and then when it was time for me to like screen and like submit my package, I called the, the gunner's mate detailer, and I was like, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to drop a package to go to, to Bud's. He's like, that's great, but you're not going to become a SEAL because you're too critical to the Navy. I was like, what? Really? And so he, he, he refused to release me. It didn't matter who I talked to, letters of recommendation, scores. He was like, sorry, bro, you're, you're here, you're mine. You, like, I don't have any more of you. I'm like, well, if I go, I might not make it. And he's like, sorry. I'm like, well, what if I get out? He's like, okay, get out. And so, so the CNO, Chief of Naval Operations, came to my ship in Yokosuka, Japan. And he, had, he didn't go to any other ship. He came to my ship. And he had CNO's call and he gave his like grandiose vision of the Navy. I have no idea what he said. I waited for him to finish and he said, does anyone have any questions? I raised my hand. Hello, over here, this guy. I was the second guy he called and I said, I joined the Navy to become a Navy SEAL. I think I deserve a chance to go. My detailer won't let me, but I think I deserve a chance to go. What do you think? He turns to my, my CO. He's like, is he a good guy? He said, yeah, he was a sailor of the quarter this quarter. He turns back to me. He's like, check, you'll be in the first class after your PRD. Six weeks later, I'm off to California. Damn. And the day that I checked in, Chad Cosby also checked in the same day. You Cosby. <laughs> I got a story about, yep. wow, we got some, that's so cool. And you weren't a pecker checker. He was. He was, yep. For the, uh, for the listener that's a corpsman or a medic in the Navy, fondly called a pecker checker, always called Doc. Wow, I had, I had no idea you were in 205 because, you know, yep. we, we were all the same. We were all skinny, bald, yep. shaved, completely shaved. I mean, we, we had everything was shaved off our heads for buds. Yeah. You couldn't go yeah. in with any hair. And there was like a bazillion people, so who cares? Like, and then people were yeah. just gone one day. All running around listening to orders. That's amazing. I had no idea. I had, yep. Your story is so similar to mine in the terms of how I had to fight to get to buds. Yeah. You know, folks know I didn't even join the, the, go to buds, join the teams until I was 30. I turned 30 in buds. Oh, wow. Because I was a CTI. And that was a really good one. And that's a non source rating, just like you were made as GM plus that, uh, plus as a gunner's mate, plus the, uh, the school, the specialties. You were too critical to let, to let go. And it wasn't until almost 10 years later, I, I submitted multiple packages. Thank God I didn't go earlier. I mean, you know, your path has its own reasons why things happen when they happen, right? I mean, we're talking today about orienting our options and it's about facing reality. We know the, the reality we got in Observe Your Arena. Now we're going to respond accordingly. And I was a drunk I was a kid, an ingrate. I was irresponsible, immature. Some of those things still apply, but I'm not young anymore. And at the time, I never would have made it through buds. If I'd got the chance to go at 20, 22, 24, for me, it, wasn't, it was just not a, no, a non-starter. And thank God, this, the universe conspired against me. Uh, I went, uh, went in, uh, in 95, 96 with our 205 class and the, had the PTRR and the fourth phase beforehand, a uh, month and a half of, of, of beating to make sure we like it. A sampler platter. Do you like the beatings? Yes. Because there's a lot more coming after this. I had a great time in Buds. Really? No, I hit yeah, it almost yeah. all of it. 
I loved all of it because I was like, this is what I've always wanted to do since I was right, a kid. Right, right, exactly. Like, I didn't even know what, I didn't, like, once I found out what a Navy SEAL was, I was like, I just want to do, like, the hardest thing in the world. Because I came from, like, meager beginnings. I'm, like, a poor white kid in, in Mississippi, you know, white trash, if you will. And, you know, that was, I was called that in, in, in school. And now it's yeah. funny, like, the girls that called me that, they were like, oh, you're kind of a badass now. I was like, you want to yeah. go out? <laughs> yeah, no. We're good. It's funny how that turns around. Yeah, high so, school yeah, popular yeah. is often not life success, is it? High school yeah. popular. We always joke about the guys that peaked in high school, and it's kind of a sad concept. I know, I know, dudes in my village. In my village, yeah. there are guys I see when I go back every five or six years, and and I, I wouldn't want that life. I, well, I wouldn't want any other life. I want my life. Uh, yep. I, all the warts, right? Warts and all. And that's, yep. and that's what we're talking about, being naked, exposing, being, you know, clothes do cover the man. We want to have a man worth showing without the clothes, yep. which is a kind of a weird euphemism of being naked. But, but we know what we're talking about here. And, and that vulnerability, the yielding, you know, just get real. We had a joke in my platoon. One idiot said a thing one time that resonated for all of us. It was my first platoon back, you know, before AOT, before the... When when we were there, the, you didn't go. You didn't get your trident after buds and buds too. You got your Correct. trident after yeah. you did probation. You got tortured by yeah. the, the old guys as a new guy. And then you had to go to SEAL tactical training. Yep. At least on that's the East right. Coast, that's what it was called, SCT. Yep. And then, and then uh, you got all the skills. And then you're on probation still. And then you give <laughs> go before a board, and it's like a bunch of old dudes, and they're just like grilling you and. You know, yeah. guns and radios and crypto and loading stuff and maps and, yeah, all this stuff. Don't make it easy. And that's a good yeah, thing. No. We want that yeah. forever. I mean, you know, the, a lot of the people in the community are, well, some of the, some of the less informed, I would say, people in the community are, are, are opposed to Hell Week. They're like, Hell Week is just tasing. No, Hell Week is a, no, an essential necessary. component, an essential component yeah. of, of making yeah. a seal. You don't, what do they say? You don't raise lions on lettuce. Yeah. It's, it's, it's necessary. I mean, there was a class a year ago. I think it was a year ago. They graduated with eight people. Graduated. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. It was one boat crew. I saw it on social media. I was like, what is that? So I reached wow. out to my buddies that were still training. They was, are still instructing. And they're like, yeah, bro. It was cold. And it sucked. And yeah, uh, yeah. we had eight people. I'm like, oh, was somebody. So it was like everybody was on one boat. An actual hell, uh, winter hell week. Which of yeah. course we had there uh, in our yeah. in our first fa in our first class of two hundred five. You have um, been dealing with CBD now f since that day, since we met, and uh, we talked in yep. Bedros's event and yep. talked to Ray, and and uh, and you learned about the CBD there. What do you encounter for struggles? I got to you know as we're talking about observing your arena, you must have had and probably still have some obstacles to overcome, right? Because of regulatory rules, societal acceptance of CBD as that drug stuff. Yeah, so CBD is, is it's legal federally across the board. It was the passing of the Farm Bill in 2018. It's like December 20th, I think, of 2018, made hemp legal. CBD comes from hemp. The difference between hemp and marijuana, it's essentially the same plant. But it's the amount of THC that's in the plant. So if it has 0.3% or less THC in the dried weight of the plant, it's a hemp plant. Anything above that is called marijuana. And so, you know, people are really smart with the genetics of plants and things like that. And they've dialed it in so that you have like a plant that has really high CBD and all sorts of other minor cannabinoids and terpenes. And that's kind of the thing about the hemp plant is in, and the kind of CBD products that are out on the market is 
there's there's three main kinds. There's a, a full spectrum product that has all the minor cannabinoids and terpenes from the hemp plant, about 120 of those. Terpenes are essential oils, basically. Minor cannabinoids are CBD, THC, CBN, CBG, CBTHCV. Uh, there's all sorts of other, like these minor cannabinoids that work synergistically in the body. They all do certain things to help with health in the body. So there's, there's a full spectrum product that has all those minor cannabinoids. Then there's a, a, an isolate where you isolate that one single molecule of CBD and they put it into an MC2 oil or an olive oil or a hemp oil or something like that and sell it. That's really the lowest quality CBD on the, pro, on, the, on the market. And then what we generally specialize in is a, is a broad spectrum product where we, we remove that molecule THC because, let's face it, I'm a child of Nancy Reagan's war on drugs, just say no. And I was terrified to try CBD in the first place. And I know I don't have a problem with THC, although I've never tried it. But there are a lot of people that do have a problem. People are concerned about drug testing and all sorts of other stuff. And so we went with a broad spectrum. So we still have most of the major minor cannabinoids and terpenes in, the, in our product, but we remove that molecule THC so we can still deliver like some really good stuff in our product. But as far as like regulations and, and, and marketing and things like that, it's very difficult. Number one, CBD, like it's, it's trendy, it's popular. There's CBD stores on every corner of America. And so it's like very difficult to like stand out from the crowd. So we're, we're focused on, on quality. I mean, you can buy CBD in a gas station. And someone asked me once upon a time, like, what's the difference between your CBD and the CBD that's in a gas station? And quite honestly, and I can go into, I, I don't think we need to here, but I can go into like, like why, why? But really the answer is like, what, like, what's the difference between the sushi that you buy, sushi that you buy, <laughs> Hawaii doesn't count, in a gas station, and the sushi that you buy in a sushi house. Like, do you really want to roll the bones with gas station sushi? Why would you roll the bones with gas station CBD? Because you could get some really not good stuff. And so, so we're trying to market. And the way that, you know, social media currently has a lot of issues with CBD because they could, excuse me, they consider it to be an illicit product. So I can't run ads on Facebook or Instagram or Google or anything else. I have wow. to be more creative and a little more unconventional about how I market. And so one of the ways that I do that is I get on podcasts just like this. I started about 12 months ago. And since then, I've done about a almost 150 podcasts in the last 12 months, just interviews, just get on like, hey, here's me. You know, you, you have a no like, and trust factor. And so, and Bedros is actually the person that recommended me to start doing podcasts. He's like, bro, you need to like, and find influencers that, you know, that have a big following and things like that to kind of give you a shout out. So uh, that's, that's how I'm able to do it. But, you know, kind of the, the, the purpose of this, this, the theme of this show was Orient. And I had to like really like orient myself like to the market space, to like how do, I, how do I navigate this? So I had to like really look at the terrain and look at like who my competition is and, and really orient myself to like where am I going to go next and how do I like put my product in front of other people? And again, you know, another one of those things is have products that are different than everyone else. Everyone has a, a tincture that they take. You put under your tongue and whatever. I've got, you know, what, what my best selling product is a CBD energy drink. And I give these things out of samples all the time. And, you know, it, again, it's, it is my best selling product. But I also looked at, you know, as I'm trying to orient, you know, the marketplace and, and things like that, I'm looking at 
we've got some super greens and they don't have CBD in them at all, but they're really good quality, high quality stuff. They mix really well with water and you get like a little boost of energy from them. And so it's, it's interesting that the CBD energy drink is my best selling product and the super greens are my second best selling product. And so I've actually looked at other ways to market and, you know, different platforms. So now I'm like running ads on Pinterest. Who never knew that I would do that as a, you know, as a seal, but I'm trying to be a little bit unconventional. So I can't market CBD on there, but I can market my greens on there, or I can market my five seal secrets on there. Yeah. And then they're in the company. Then they're, you've got that hook, you've got their attention. Exactly. Now you can show exactly. them everything else once they like it. Like you said, no, like, and trust. If a company has a product I like, I'm going to definitely be interested in what else they offer. And they do. We, I mean, good companies do make sure to follow up with the the, uh, the drip campaigns on emails and say, by the way, you know about this? In fact, there's, I'll tell you this, as a, as a, as a guy who's di- now breaking into another market of coaching, you got to follow and, and almost worship the, the ground he walks on for Rich Litvin. Rich Litvin is this premier coach, L-I-T-V-I-N. Um, he wrote a book called The Prosperous Coach. And for anybody listening, too, I recommend it. If you wanted to get into coaching, read The Prosperous Coach. It's going to set you back 50 bucks, and it's worth 100 times more of that. It's, it's so valuable to get the lessons on from Rich. Rich. And so Rich also does his, you know, his posts and stuff. He's, our, he's, he's posting about himself word of mouth. There's no advertising, no Google or Facebook marketing for his work. And so it's like, as you said, you can talk about getting naked on Pinterest. And now here's another crossover. We are doing the same thing. Impact Actual. I've got my marketing team is doing this amazing thing on Pinterest. And I've almost never even seen the damn thing. But it's amazing. They make these videos and great ads and stuff about it. And I don't have to consume it. I know what Impact Actual is because I'm actually being it. But Pinterest is amazing. And and, and that's a terrific example of orienting your options like you're talking about there. We did the observation already. We know what the landscape is. We did our IPB. Now we got to say what's going to happen. Like back to our example of uh, seals on the ground. If you're running through uh, Mokdishu and you are... Try not to get shot by AK-47 fire, and you see five doorways, and you see the best one. Now you've got, okay, there's a good one. There's a bad one because it's right in the line of fire. But that third one over there, that's that's all right. But the first one's got a burning car in front of it. I, I'm going to option, you know, option over to the uh, the second thing that is a straight shot and has fewer uh, six, seven, six, two rounds flying through it. I'm going to go to that option because I've oriented like you're talking about. Adapt and overcome. Yep, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, and you know this is something that I, I, I you know, I've I've created a couple of courses, and uh, and and one of those is like it's five seal secrets of leadership, and and the the third secret is let me just go over them really quickly. So the first one is you know uh, multitask like a Navy SEAL, and you know the the bottom line here is there's no such thing as multitask. And when I teach the course, I kind of go into like shoot, move, and communicate. You're in a gunfight. You're, you're, you've just been ambushed. This is how you, these are all the things that go into shoot, move and communicate. And you can apply that to business. You can apply that to, you know, how you, uh, let's just say something simple, like you're working on an email to whatever, to send out and someone comes into your office and starts talking to you and you just like, you're okay, keep going. I can hear what you're saying and, and we can talk and I can do my email. You can't do either one of those really well. What the right thing to do is to stop either stop writing the email or say, just a second, let me finish this email and hit send. Then I can give you 100% of my focus and actually answer your question or actually serve you the way that I'm supposed to as a whatever in the, in the organization. Just like I can't you know, effectively communicate 
if I'm trying to shoot my gun or I can't effectively shoot right. and communicate or move or, or whatever. So multitask, you know, multitask like a Navy SEAL. Lesson number two is leaders get no bullets because if you're <laughs> as a leader, and I did this so many times in land warfare where especially as a senior guy, I would get in the, you know, I would get in the fire team and, you know, those young SEAL officers, they just want to like get after it and start engaging the targets. And when they're shooting, they're looking down their sights they're not observing the battlefield. They're not looking at what the enemy is doing. They're not looking at what their very own team is doing. So how are they going to make decisions in the organization? So like I would let the, you know, that leader like do one or two runs. And if he never came off his gun to look around to make calls or anything else to see what else was going on, then I would take his bullets away. I would like, I wouldn't like, he could carry a whole bunch in his, but he gets one round in his magazine and that's all you get. And the only reason you get that one round is just, because just so you get you get used to carrying a hot gun, and Practice so mag changes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you don't get to you. You should never. <laughs> and so so when I took his bullets away, he was forced to not shoot, and now he had to look around, see what's going on in the what is the enemy doing? What's the t- where's the other fire team? Like what are they doing? How what is the terrain? And if and if that guy got stuck, I might say something like I'm a new guy. But I maybe have some experience over here. Hey, I'm a new guy. And I would pimp him. And I would say, hey, what do you think about that terrain right there, that hillside right, right. there behind us? And so then he would like, do, 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 like compute, got it, observe, orient. Okay, now I've kind of helped him orient to the battlefield, what was going on. And then he could make the move. And right. so, you know, the, so like, so that's like, that flows right into the OODA loop that you're kind of, we're kind of talking about today is observe or orient, decide and act. And then you just put it on repeat. And so the same thing is true in business. Like if you are a, you're, you're the leader of an organization, you're like running the organization. You're not the one that's out making the sales. You're not the ones in operations. You're not the one that's like engaging your customer. Your job is managing the organization, orienting what's going on out in the environment. What's, what's, what's the environment doing? What kind of marketing is working? What's not working? What's our competition doing? How are we going to outmaneuver our competition? What are, what's the landscape? Where, are, where could we maybe find new efficiencies in the organization? If you're out like on the street, you know, getting after it, you're not in shooting, you're not leading. So your job as a leader is to lead. And I had someone ask me, well, what if you're the best what if you're the best leader, the best shooter, the best sniper in the organization? Your job is still not to shoot. Your right. job is to teach someone how to shoot. Right. They're, what if they can't do it as well as me? They're never going to do it as well as you. The end. That's the bottom line. You're the best. They're never going to be as good as you. But you need to be able to train them to a level where you can trust them. And then you know, have this sort of decentralized C2 and let them run around and, and do what they need to do and, and take the appropriate action. So. I got a little that carried was, away that there. Wasn't a, no, no, it's a great example of what we, we're dealing with <laughs> in Impact right now. I, over the past year, have grown, evolved, manifold. I like to pretend I was like, what are the little, there's like little little cartoon characters, Charmander, and, and they evolve, and I became Charizard. I became the uh, CEO I'm supposed to be through Impact uh, by leveling up but because of the team. 
Like you say, a leader's right. getting no bullets. And I'm the guy that always wants to do everything. And that's a really huge thing for any entrepreneurs listening to this. You need to give it away. Yes. Give it away and do what you do. I, I, I do three things. I, I create. I create content. I create the stuff that I developed over the past 15 years. Uh, the Impact on Chain course is one of those. I, can, I communicate. I can say things well because nobody on my team can do it as well as I can because they don't know exactly what it is because they didn't live it seven years ago and five years ago and six years ago. And I, and I connect with people. I can talk to people like you. I can talk to other leaders and I can get the ideas out there and help communicate that to the, uh, to the marketplace and my team. We are now about to launch the Unchain course in a, an undisclosed number of weeks, a very small number. And uh, we were on the, number, on the call yesterday with our marketing people and our branding people and the tech people and everything. And it's exciting as hell to watch it happen, but it only happened because I, they took my bullets away. Trisha, Jason, Patrick, and, and Melissa, the team, have taken my bullets away and said, dude, you, you are up here. We got all this shit. Let us take care of it. And by doing yep. that, we are where we are now. But it took so long for this old dog to learn that new trick. Those are really, really, I love the way you describe them. I love the way you unpack those leadership tricks. They're so valuable, so relevant. We know, I mean, you know, head on the swivel is the, is the standard for a, any SEAL operator. You're doing uh, urban operations. You got to see every direction, but you got to cover your area primarily. So I might, right. I might be a left-handed shooter. I'm going to be covering the, the left side or the right side. And I'm as a right-handed shooter. I'm going to be covering the left side. But the leader has to see everything. And yeah. not get obsessed with anything, with any one of these things. A great example of that, we talk about calling an out. I have an out. Well, the leader wants to see the out if he can, but if any, any seal, like, so a peeling motion that the, the listener can understand is get a bunch of guys sh shooting in one direction online, we're all down on the ground and firing in one direction at the contact right, for example. And you'll peel. The guy on the right will jump up and tap the guy's boot that he's passing and run around down the line and drop down again to create this kind of an inchworm methodology of moving the platoon left one man at a time or two men at a time. Uh, and when one, buddy, one person sees that hill you described, he calls, I have an out. And, he, and so now we're all oriented because he observed the arena, found that, that, uh, that option, and now he's going to orient it. And now the, the platoon commander can, can peel the group toward that. But the, the platoon commander can't do that unless he's aware of it. And if he's focused on shooting people because it's exciting, the platoon dies. Yep, That's 100%. what leadership is. That goes back to the thing we were talking before, before, the, uh, before we taped this about Bedros and his recent posts, uh, Bedros Kulian, talking about you know, something that really impacts me deeply. And I know you as a person that wants to make a difference are impacted by the same thing, saying, he said, if, you, if you're not living up to your potential as a leader, as a provider, as someone who delivers value, people are crying themselves to sleep at night because you're fucking failing. And that hurts to think about it. Because it's real. We need to deliver our, our goods. We need to bring our unique value to the world. And a lot of people are living that life of quiet desperation, not living up to their potential. And that's a, if you believe in God, as I do, it's an affront, I think, against my creation, what I was designed to do. I got to use these moments while I have them because they're going to end. Yep, 100%. I love the idea of gas station CBD. That's an amazing <laughs> analogy because it's exactly like the gas station sushi, which yeah. was literally in commercials recently. I think Geico did yeah. that. They're like, yeah. Even the gas station guy's like, are you sure you want to buy this? <laughs> I don't know if I would do that, yeah. <laughs> I do. But again, in Hawaii, it doesn't count because... Absolutely. In Hawaii, everything's fresh. Everything's that's perfect. A, that's, a, that's a different story. I, I mean, live on Indi my... Uh, Indiana, I'm probably not going to buy gas station sushi. Right. I, probably won't even I may not buy the sushi bar. Sushi yeah, probably not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It took four days to get there. I'm Something not sure I want to put that fish state. down. Yeah. 
Oh, mm-hmm. grossness. Maybe they do trout sushi. You talked about your, your rules, and you talked about never quit, and another overlap right there, because our primary task is to commit to growth. Commit means commit. Never quit means you commit it. You're all in. You just roll on. You're going to take some heavies. It's like surf passes, to go back to another Bud's analogy. I don't know if you guys got called off the O course or other, other iterations. Yes. We got called off because like, yeah. the instructor said, Oh man, we got high surf. These guys are going to break some noses today. Everybody, yeah. stop what you're doing, yeah. grab your boats, and let's go do surf passage. Surf passage is actually, where you try to get through the surf zone, and it's hard. Yeah, and actually, in uh, there was the surf in 206. We went out on it for a swim, and it was so big. There were swim pairs that didn't even get through the surf zone swimming. <laughs> swimming, that's awesome. That's swimming. awesome. Like I came back off the swim, and like it was like calm. It was like glassy, but dude, the waves were big. And Incredible. we're just crushed trying to get out. And we do the two-mile ocean swim. We come back, and there were dudes in full rubber doing eight-count bodybuilders with their oh, mask on their wow. face with their uh, fins around their wrist doing eight-count oh, bodybuilders. I was sweet. like, oh, my God. Like, Pays to be a winner. Like, pay me now or pay me later. Like, everything exactly. costs something. And, like, I was like, dude, I'm so happy that I didn't, like, we, like, Put out forth just a little bit more effort to get exactly. through that surf zone, that exactly. one more wave, and uh, yeah, oh, the three yeah. percent more. You had to find that little three percent extra yeah. boost and get through it. And it's tough. To be fair, if they're wearing full rubber, it's hard to duck dive through a wave because you're just bobbing yeah. on top like a cork, especially in salt water. So never quit is something that I really wanted to zoom in on because I love the idea of committing until you know until you make it. Not fake it till you make it, but commit until you make it because there's going to be hard things to overcome, like those waves for those dudes. And it may have been impassable for them. Maybe they didn't have the strength or the skill that day. What uh, I want to leave the the listener with contacting you. That's, of course, a huge thing. But more importantly, I want to add, I want to roll round up this, this interview with you're telling us what you want people to understand about your orienting, your path. How did you get where you are? today how are you doing these keynotes how are you doing the coaching how are you doing a successful company of products and so forth you know it's it's just like iteration getting getting there but sometimes you just have to ask hey can i be a keynote can i be a speaker at your event and yeah, i'll pay myself i'll you know whatever and a lot of times people are like if you ask to do that they think that you want you want them to pay you and that would be awesome and and i will be paid uh, i have some paid events coming up but you know you know, I pay for coaching from Bedros, for example. I asked Bedros, can I speak at your like in-person event? Can I give my keynote? And he was like, and yes, right on. do it. And I went there and I gave it and I did a really good job. And he was like, oh, well, you want to, oh. Now I we have no other idea. opportunities coming up. Now we're, because yeah. Because of so, that exposure. Potentially, I will be on another actual stage of Bedros's just right because on. I'm like I'm I'm not afraid to try do hard things or even like I paid I basically paid to stand on like in front of his people. Mm-hmm. That's okay, but I had to go through the process. And the more times that I can get on stage and give it, the better I get at the, my delivery. The you know the different stories I can give and and things like that. And so I have, I have some pretty large stages that are coming up that I'm, I'm looking forward to, to getting on, but it's, you know, it's just about, it's about like, look what your opportunities are, what your options are out there. And then like, just start executing. And that's really kind of that, that never quit. It's, it's, it's about the, the, the never quit is about if it's was worth 
starting, it's worth finishing. Whatever finishing looks like, it's going to be hard. You're not going to feel like doing it, but you got to do it. So I say to create small victories, and that was something that I learned in, first off, in Seer School, but it, I can also just apply it to, to Hell Week. There's one thing that's constant during Hell Week is that even though you don't sleep, you're cold, wet, and miserable, you have that boat on your head, you're jackhammering in the surf zone, they're going to feed you four times a day. Yes. They feed you four times a day. So no matter what, no matter how bad it sucks, all you got to do is make it to that next meal. Make it to the meal. It's not nonstop. They do stop and they feed you. So all you got to do, like, so just like whatever that thing is that you're doing, that you're trying to accomplish, that you're trying to build, like chop it up into small bite-sized, easily consumable pieces and just do one of those a day. You can do two or seven of those a day, but at least get one and, and create those small victories. And the more of those small victories that you create in your life, the closer you will get to whatever the end actually is. And you'll be able to keep going and then never quit. You know, I had a uh, coaching client who actually hired me as a mentor, as a young corpsman, an uh, HM in the Navy. And he said, I want you to make me into a SEAL. I said, okay, cool. And uh, we started a, a three-month agreement and he started working on it. And within a couple of weeks of me asking him to dive deep on himself, what motivates him? Why does this matter? Why do the teams matter to you so much? Because you and I both know, we've seen a hundred kids, a hundred, at least a hundred kids have walked up to you and said, you're a SEAL? Oh, I want to be a SEAL. Or I wanted to be a SEAL. Or... And I, and I always ask, I mean, for, I learned to be more gracious about it. Like, hey, that's cool, man. It's a great calling. But when they ask me more about what do I do, how do I become a SEAL, I ask, why do you want to be one? You know, because yeah. that deeper burning yes inside that Stephen Covey talked about, will overcome any no, or Simon Sinek, start with why. We need to understand the why because it's not, I mean, every boy wants to be um, uh, Rambo when he watches Rambo. Does that yeah. mean every boy, every whoever watched Rambo should be Rambo? Absolutely not. One or two of yeah. them should be Rambo. The other 10 million should be accountants and florists and shoemakers and all the good things. What is society? Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not disrespectful to not be a seal. It's it's fantastic to be a seal if that's what you were created to do as I was, as you were, and we fought, bled and sweated to make it happen. But um, but I want people to respect themselves for who they are and what they are and their own design, their own calling. And I really really appreciate your interpretation of of, uh, of never quit because you're not saying set out to become this thing and never quit till you do it. You're saying keep responding, keep observing your arena, keep orienting to your options, and 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 take the next best thing that's available and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow because that's how you discover it. We learn by the the do and we decide an act of Uda as we talk about a select your path and execute your mission to wrap up the 12 tasks is all about interpreting reality and acting accordingly. And and so this Corman I, I started coaching, he's about two or three weeks in, he was like, ah, oh, Rob, I've done some deep work and I don't want to be a SEAL anymore. I'm sorry. I said, what do you want to be? He said, I want to be the best fucking corpsman in the Navy. I said, go do it. That's yeah. a great undertaking. It's a great mission. And I was yeah. so excited to hear that from him because if you never quit, it doesn't mean you never change, you never pivot. Any successful leader pivots, reality happens. Cliff walls yep. happen. You thought you were going to do land nav through this area. You did not recognize on the topo map that that's a vertical 100-foot structure. You can walk two miles over there and walk around it on a field. I think let's walk two miles, guys, instead of climbing, uh, ascending a two a uh, hundred foot uh, vertical face, because I, I'll lose two guys; <laughs> they'll die. So just adapt to reality and keep going. Or as that as that that, that pop mu movie is like, keep on keeping on, man. Right? <laughs> never never stop, never stopping. <laughs> yep. 100%. Andy Samberg. So how do people reach you? How do they get all the goodness that is William Branham and Naked? 
I would say let's let's look at my five seal secrets. So it's a, it's a website, you know, the number five sealsecrets.com. Put your name and email in there. I'll email you a copy of five seal secrets. That is actually my email that it comes from. So you can reply to that if you want to talk to me directly. You can follow me on Instagram at william.r.branham or on Instagram also at Naked Warrior Recovery. And if you're interested in CBD, the website is nw-recovery.com or you can type in nakedwarriorrecovery.com. But I, I made the main website to be nw-recovery.com because I didn't know if people wanted to write naked in their search engine. I'm not sure why, I just had this epiphany one day. And so, Good but it was funny, this, this morning when I was driving my daughter to school, she's eight years old, and every morning on the way to school, we practice the man in the arena, the, the long version. Uh -huh. And she can say it almost as well as I can. And she was like, Dad, you know that NW stands for Naked William, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it does. I didn't cool. even think about that right now. So, <laughs> hey, that's personal so, branding, uh, too. Exactly. So nw-recovery.com is, is the CBD site. And, you know, we also have some apparel and some non-CBD products if you're interested in that. So anyway, that's where you can find me. And I appreciate you having me on here, Rob. Hey, man, Thanks this is fantastic stuff. And I almost forgot to mention, I'm literally drinking the greens right now. I'm drinking Naked Greens. Here's the sound of it. Nobody can see me, but there's the sound of my shaker bottle with Naked Greens. And I like, I like BCAAs on a regular basis. I do some creatine here and there. So I like to mix stuff together. And the, and the greens are a super efficient way to get it into your body. I love to blend things, you know, full-on greens in my blender. Yep. I'll do that most yep. mornings, a green shake. But if you don't have that available... It's like I talked to Mitch Aguiar, right? We were out on the on the seal swim in, in August. And he I said, you know, I I like to get all my nutrients through Whole Foods. He's like, that's why they're called supplements. It's like, duh. <laughs> when you need supplements, you add them, you supplement your your diet, yeah. right? That was that was a epiphany for this dumb old guy. Hey, this is really, really valuable stuff, brother. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was awesome. And you're gonna make awesome. the listeners happy and listeners don't forget to check out Naked Warrior Recovery, NW Recovery. Yep. And check out the five seal secrets. Yep, NW dash recovery. If you just do NW recovery, it's like Northwestern recovery or something like drug alcohol rehab something so <laughs> maybe also appropriate we'll see maybe yeah. this is really good stuff guys thank you for tuning in today and make sure you don't don't leave this channel because over the next couple of weeks we're going to wrap up the 12 tasks with all of the final tasks and remember to stay naked get naked and i'll see you soon thanks for joining us on beyond your limits with rob dubois the podcast that helps you destroy self-limiting beliefs unchain your potential, and create the meaningful life you were made for. For more information about Impact Actual and the Impact Unchained course, visit impactactual.com. And be sure to subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever you like to listen so you'll never miss a show. We'll see you next time on Beyond Your Limits with Rob Dubois.